2: Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. Happy birthday, guys. And happy December.
1: Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. (laughs) It's our birthday today. What else does he say? I can't remember.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's his big thing. Every time he comes alive.
1: That's his big thing.
2: And happy December. We're officially in December
1: now that is something to celebrate
2: it is but also
1: it, it needs to slow down
0: <laughs> i'm a little I'm, i am a little sad about that i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah i have anjana it's... when it comes to thinking about how fast it's going
2: it is it's going by so fast we only have yeah. three more episodes left before christmas. christmas
0: i was pretty excited i got to spend uh my mom's birthday with her for the first time in several years
2: Well how was it what did you guys do I don't know. <laughs> I I I asked you just to troll you because I know she's not there yet. I don't
0: I don't know what we did yet. <laughs> uh we went this weekend to um Woolarock. It's a, a preserve that was owned by the Phillips family that has a bun, a bun, bunch of and um a cool I don't know, I don't remember what they call it, the the ranch Buffalo. like the Yeah, they have Buffalo, but then they have this this big building that has all of these animal heads from forever ago, like a an elephant that was given to Frank Phillips by P.T. Barnum, stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And they decorate and go all out for Christmas. We took her there and went to a parade.
1: Which parade was it you went to? Broken Arrow. Oh, I'm going to have to the catch that Christmas Christmas next year. Parade. I didn't make it this year.
2: Well, what was your favorite float in the parade?
1: <laughs> Just the news right. on six float. <laughs> all of the TV personality. Because I know that one's always in the parade. Anthony,
0: <laughs> that is the one thing that stinks about recording so far in advance, right? Um, we can never talk about our weekend or else we're talking way back in the, in the past. It works fine during the summer months, but uh, when it's actual Christmas time, it's a little awkward.
2: <laughs> so you guys, I mean, we're all literary buffs here. Did you see Netflix is adapting all of Roald Dahl's books in anim- into animated movies? Yes. Oh no.
1: All of are you worried? I am. Oh. Well, I'm you don't love famous. Netflix stuff consistently, do you?
0: I don't. I'm I'm really hit or miss with Netflix.
1: Yeah. It's, I've been more hit than miss, I feel like with Netflix. I feel like it's pretty consistent or at least the good ones are good enough for me to look over the bad ones.
2: I feel like I'm 60/40, 70/30 around there. Hit. Oh. I'm I'm about 50/50. 50, 50.
1: Really? Even with Stranger Things and Lost in Space? And I did like those, but then they have other things Fuller like – House was so good.
0: Well, like I look at a lot of stuff that we watch with Ellie, like um, they did Boss Babies and Trolls, and they just kind of ruined what those movies were in really bad ways. Um, um, plus they did Fuller House and
2: uh, – I, see
1: I never watched any of
2: those. In terms of children's programming, The Worst Witch is pretty cute.
0: The Worst Witch is freaking amazing. And what's really funny about that is the whole time we watched Harry Potter and we were talking about Harry Potter, Christine kept going back to these books that she read as a kid about a girl witch that was very similar. And she could, she could never figure out what it was. We Googled, didn't know what it was. She saw that and in the first 10 minutes, she's like, this is the book I was talking about, Tom. This is it right here. So Those books were awesome. And the show, they did a really good job with that show. Um, they really if, did. Shira is unbelievably
2: terrible. Oh, it?
1: is it? Oh, I won't then. It's I was kind awful. of excited about it because I love She-Ra.
2: So, so I'm guessing you guys. Well, Tom, you're not excited that they're adapting the Chronicles of Narnia.
0: I am, and the reason I am is because there has not been a good adaptation of those, and I'm hopeful that it's bound to happen. Well, the newest ones were, but there wasn't a lot of hype and excitement behind them, so it stopped after what Prince Caspian, right?
2: Yep, I loved the Lion, "The Witch in the Wardrobe" movie. I did too.
0: That was so good. Oh yeah, and the other thing they, that I think Netflix did a really bad job with was Arrested Development.
1: Oh, see, yeah. I never watched. I, it. I, I I
2: would agree with that. For me, it still ends after season three.
1: So the rolled doll, all of them, all the rolled dolls.
2: Yep, they've got the whole library. So
1: wow, I have very strong love for his books because they were like sure. my first substantial books when I was a kid. Like Matilda was the first 300 plus page book I ever read. And I remember that book was such magic when I was reading it that I felt like the never ending story. You know, when he's sitting there reading the book and he can't get enough and he doesn't want to do anything but read the book and it comes to life. Like that was my experience with Matilda. I loved that book.
2: So was that your favorite of his books? Um,
1: probably so. But it's I think a lot of it's nostalgia. I've loved literally everything I've ever read that he's ever written. I haven't read what it about at you, all, Tom? I've read quite a few.
0: Oh man, that's a really, really tough one. Um I did like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a lot. Mine's Go gotta be The Witches.
1: The Witches. The Witches. The movie scared the crap out of me.
2: Oh yeah, it did. I mean, Angelica I Houston was watch. terrifying.
1: Yeah, I it couldn't was... watch that whole part.
0: I don't think I've seen it.
1: Oh, Oh, don't show it to Ellie until you watch it first. Like it gave me nightmares.
2: It's still terrifying. That part with the painting where the little girl goes missing and she shows up in the painting scares me
1: still. It's a terrifying movie. (laughs) And the BFG was so good. BFG. Yep. Yeah. Boy was so good. His autobiography. I loved that. Um, When he was talking about World War II. Too, and how there was propaganda going around that the Germans were trying to bring down the Brits by purposefully loosening the bristles and toothbrushes. So when you brushed your teeth, the bristles would come off in your mouth, you'd swallow them and it would puncture your spleen or your stomach and you would die. And I never looked at toothbrushes the same way again. Never. Still can't.
2: You know what? Did that? You were a house fan, right? Do you remember the one where it's, uh, they a guy was making out and he swallowed a toothpick and it ruptured like all his internal organ, organs?
1: Oh, like I not remember, remember that, but I'm
2: sure. Yeah, oh, that okay. Marty is. does
1: that with his toothpicks. Marty can pull his toothpick in his mouth to kiss me and then he can just like pop it right back out. I always thought that was like a superpower. Because <laughs> I'm um, easily amused apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never read it but he wrote uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox too right that's he right he did I don't I like I said I haven't that. read it so I can't say the book but I freaking love that movie the yeah, movie's great cool. oh it's beautiful and um, the Giant Peach that's a good book too I say it's a good book I haven't read it in 25 years so <laughs> wow
1: well, Yeah, right. I read those <laughs> books in a
2: long time did you guys uh, I don't know if you were you read those Artemis Fowl books but did you see Kenneth Branagh's trailer he directed it amazing
1: i can't wait
2: i haven't read him but
1: i love him
2: beautiful those those books are great by the way so you should be
1: similar to like percy jackson like that kind of a regular person with a quest
2: he's a regular assuming right person
1: but no quest i have never read him
2: he's like a 12 year old criminal mastermind
1: yeah oh
2: so he's not a good guy
1: that's exciting
2: yeah with a butler named Butler.
1: It's original. <laughs> so Kenneth Brown is directing him?
2: Kenneth Brown is directing him,
1: yep. That's a win for me.
0: And been, I will say that the, visually it was stunning. I mean, off the hook. Okay,
2: yeah, I've, I, I've, been wait, I've been kind of waiting for that movie since I read the book because I loved the, especially that first book so much. So I'm really excited. Are those
1: young adults by any chance? Young adult fiction? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Kids are always Uh,
0: looking for new books. Much more, much more, I would say extreme, like uh, it's earlier young adult. So again, with some of the more complex themes that young adult literature does now.
2: Well, like it never gets as dark or as serious as Harry Potter.
0: No. Okay. Okay. Which is probably good when you're dealing with, you know, this love relationship with a villain, right? You don't really want kids to to go Is it a love story? No, no. Like you just, you, you really identify and like. Um, there are times where you're rooting for the bad guy right
2: I mean right. and it's this book is a perfect example of like mixed fantasy and sci-fi I hate when people mix them up but the book actually mixes the two genres <laughs> it's pretty good so anyway that ornament you got from uh, uh,
0: the Rockettes is pretty cool
2: it was I was going to talk about that later on
0: I just wanted to bring it up right now to tease people since they're going to have to wait to find out who won
2: I want to talk about that show in general a little bit after. I want to hear about
0: it so I've because ne- I've never been a big Rockettes fan, so um, I'll be interested to hear, like just that that I've never identified with that whole kind of production thing. So I'll be interested to hear how, what it was like live.
2: Yeah, well, we'll talk. I'll definitely we'll definitely talk about it after we talk about this week's movie. Well done. <laughs> well, well done for teeing that up for me. So tonight we are covering 1969's Frosty the Snowman and its 1976 sequel frosty's winter wonderland so it's a return to the world of rankin bass but frosty the snowman is always one i kind of forget is Rankin bass because i usually don't associate the animated traditionally animated ones with them right right
1: definitely i had no idea this was rankin bass
2: before we jump in i have a question for each of you Mm -hmm.
0: what is your favorite version of frosty song
2: i like gene Autry's.
1: yeah i really like fiona apples Oh, I haven't heard hers.
2: I'll have to Google that one. I don't know if I've heard that one. I will share it with you guys in the channel. So Frosty the Snowman. Julia, do you want to give us the plot synopsis?
1: A discarded silk top hat becomes the focus of a struggle between a washed up stage magician and a group of school children after it magically brings a snowman to life.
2: That was courtesy of IMDb, and it was the only semi-good one they had.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, it's concise; it's not a complicated story, so I think that fits the bill pretty good.
2: I would hardly call it a struggle between a magician and a group of school children, though. Just because I don't know, we'll talk about that. <laughs> the school children Literally. don't
0: really have to try.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's just run through the credits real quick. Shouldn't take long because as it's ranking bass, we. Covered a lot of these people before. Uh, it's directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. It was written by Romeo Muller. The music was done by Maury Laws. It starred Jackie Vernon as Frosty, who was a big shot comedian back in his day. He has a lot to his name. So Jackie Vernon also starred in Frosty's Winter Wonderland and Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. and Then we have Jimmy Durant as the narrator, and Jimmy Durant. Also, a big shot back in his day for tons of things, mm-hmm. and as uh, Sarah said when we were watching this tonight, the one guy on the planet with a bigger nose than me. So,
0: uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it stars June Fierrei as Karen in the original airing of the special, and only vocal effects in later airings. And I don't I could find no information on Wikipedia or IMDb as to why they switched the actress out later on. The only thing I, mean, I could think, think about of the
1: efforts that would take to do right. That's the bizarre. only thing I
2: could think of is if you look at her credits. So she played Rocky and Rocky and Bullwinkle. She was Lucifer and Cinderella. She was Cindy Lou Who and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She was in the Smurfs, The Looney Tunes, Adventures wow. of Gummy Bears, Darkwing Duck, oh, Ducktales, right. and. Chuck Jones of the Lo- of Looney Tunes fame, he's most famous for writing that show, said June Foray is not the female Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc is, is the male June Foray. Like, that's how epic wow. her vocal career was. So I'm thinking maybe they switched her out later on because of some rights issue with her voice and mon- some monetary issue later on. I don't oh.
1: know. interesting.
2: So Karen, in all subsequent airings of the special, or now... All current airings of the special is voiced by suzanne davidson i assume that's who we heard when we watched today i don't know right um have to go
0: listen to see what june foray's voice sounds like just because yeah. i'm so familiar with all of those all of the things god i love darkwing duck
2: that's one i wanted them to bring back <laughs> so june foray in the original also played the school teacher and all of karen's friends so she was replaced by greg thomas in that role later airings Billy DeWolf played Professor Hinkle, who was the inept magician, and mm-hmm. completely reminds me of the villain in Mrs. Santa Claus. The look and the mannerisms and everything like that.
1: Yes. Ta- Mr. Yes. Tavish. How funny. Yeah.
2: And Paul Freeze plays the traffic cop, the ticket man, and Santa Claus. And he's appeared on the show before. We've talked about him before. He was in Santa Claus is Coming to Town and Rudolph, Shiny New Year. Uh, but... I don't think we mentioned just how many of these Christmas Rankin Bass specials he's in, in addition (laughs) to all of his Disney stuff, because he was in Cricket on the Hearth, The Little Drummer Boy, Frosty's Winter Wonderland, Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, and Jack Frost as well. And he was in all of Rankin Bass's non-Christmas stuff too, so he uh, had a good relationship with them. I like Um, the loyalty
0: of Rankin Bass. The fact that each one of these we're covering, we're talking about the same people over and over again, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I will say I could hear the, his Burgermeister in his Santa Claus. And I think it's funny he went from playing the Burgermeister to Santa. So what's your histories with this specific Christmas special? Is this one you grew up on? Whoever wants Absolutely. to go first? Absolutely. 100%. All the time.
1: Loved it as a kid. I remember seeing it. You did love it as a kid. I remember it seeing it, but... I don't remember it ever being intentional, us watching it. I just kind of remember it being on, you know, it wasn't like peanuts where it was intentional watching, but yeah, I, I, I remember it.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I didn't, I didn't like wait up for this one. Right. I didn't just sit around and wait for this one to air every year. Like I did Rudolph as a kid.
2: Right. I, I, I really liked this one as a kid, but again, I never waited for this one. Like, I never anticipated this one as much as Rudolph or Santa Claus is Coming to Town or The Grinch. But I will say now, I think it holds up a lot better than Rudolph does watching it.
0: it, I think it ages better than Rudolph did. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think that's due to the animation and just the fact how... I mean, it's as simple a story as you can get. It's literally the song. Mm -hmm. They didn't try to extend it. It was 20 minutes without commercials. And I appreciated that. There's something, uh, I think, lovable and simple about Frosty. that uh, yeah. It's childlike wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I think.
0: Another buddy-like mm-hmm. character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's a great similarity.
2: Like, I don't know about you guys or if you watched it with your kids or whatever, but I think he is more appealing to me than Rudolph as a character.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: he's a little more, there's a little bit, I don't even want to say there's more depth because he's not deep at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. His characters, there's more development there, I think, as odd as that sounds. And I will say the problem I go back to over and over again with Rudolph is trying to reconcile this great Christmas film, what's supposed to be a great Christmas story, with things like Santa bullying a child and things like that that I don't have to deal with in this epi- in this movie. And I'm glad I don't. I think that has a lot to do with why I prefer this to Rudolph.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And also, Watching- this,
0: this one doesn't hate on carbs the way uh, Rudolph did. You know, Santa eats just a little bit and suddenly gains all this weight.
1: <laughs>
0: Carb hating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love that skinny Santa.
2: He's so much cuter. He, he, was, he wasn't that fat in this one compared to other portrayals. Like the billboard in Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean i wa- I, I saw a, a meme with that billboard on it today and i was like man they really did go over the top with that santa illustration
2: yeah he's enormous in that illustration
1: <laughs> yeah this one—I so, mean,
0: of the two i like i prefer this one big time
1: yeah definitely i'll agree with that
0: they're not close they're not even close
1: Mm-mm. i mean this really is one of those so you both have had movies we've watched before where you're just kind of like man And that's how Mm -hmm. I feel about Frosty. My favorite thing about it is the look of it. It makes me feel like a kid again. This type of animation where it's like that pure 70s, 80s animation. You know, and there's something very sweet about that. So I really enjoyed it. Um, But, I mean, it is just a visual retelling of a song. And I don't have anything really bad to say about it, but I'm also not attached to it like a lot of people probably are because they grew up with it.
2: I was going to say that, like... So, compared to comments we've gotten on past Rankin Bass Fair we've covered, this seemed to be the least controversial one we've covered. It seems from our listeners who care to chime in, uh, this seems to be more beloved than Rudolph or Santa Claus was.
1: Yeah. Across the board. Potentially easier for an animated movie to be more beloved than a claymation one. Because it's just kind of, I feel like, more universally accepted, you know?
2: and they age better too like what they did do. you just said a few minutes ago
1: yeah tom yeah they definitely do absolutely it made me feel like a kid again that was good
0: one thing annoyed me a lot throughout this movie and that was the inconsistency with frosty's hat what about oh it? really i didn't sometimes, even sometimes notice that. sometimes it was rounded sometimes it was pointed and it just bothered me a lot
2: Interesting. <laughs> so one of our listeners pointed out uh he loves this movie, but they couldn't get over uh, the little girl without a coat on among all the school kids, which I never noticed until he pointed it out and I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, that girl must be freezing.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bare legs for snow, frankly. <laughs> I mean, once it gets cold here once, I'm like freezing for the rest of the season. It's so, like my body can't snap out of it. And if I think about bare skin in snow, that just really does it so i totally get that comment i'm with that person (laughs) the things we do for fashion
2: (laughs) so there are a lot of similarities to other and Bass specials in other ways they have a narrator although i preferred Mm -hmm. fred astaire's narration to jimmy duran's personally this was his last movie it was
1: was it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: interesting i didn't know that
2: and they had the cute animal sidekick in the rabbit called Hocus Pocus. Although mm-hmm. I preferred Topper the penguin.
0: I don't know. Hocus Pocus was real cute and sweet.
2: He was cute. I love that Santa could talk rabbit. It just makes sense. Santa would be able to talk <laughs> to animals, right? <laughs> or understand animals at least. <laughs> yeah. Plus I like that Hocus Pocus couldn't even deal with that magician either. So. <laughs>
0: I know his he's his own owner. He's going behind his back and sabotaging.
2: <laughs> I mean, you think about that for a moment. The hat is clearly magic since it brought Frosty to life. How inept of a magician must he be? He can't uh, do anything with it. <laughs>
0: I hadn't even thought about that. The hat brings <laughs> a the the, or the the hat brings a snowman to life and this magician can't do anything with it. That's pretty sad. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. That's
2: funny. So I assume most of our listeners have know the story because they've heard the song. Frosty gets brought to life, it starts getting warm out, he has to leave and come back one day. Literally the only thing they added was the magician as a foil to try to steal the hat back. And uh Frosty's they're trying to get Frosty to the North Pole because it's always cold there and Santa can help him. Tom, you mentioned in The Snowman you felt more when Frosty melts than you did when The Snowman melted. Did you still feel that way?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: I did too. Just I think the it's thing,
0: the music. It's the music and it's the kids. Uh, there's just something There's something about this 70s style almost schoolhouse Rocky looking...
1: Yes, that is perfect. That is exactly what it reminded me of. It does
0: and it just it brings back some nostalgia and it... So I... I empathize more with the characters in this than i did in like rudolph or the snowman or anything um Mm -hmm. and that that still rang true i think maybe because this school you know that 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 animation style was pretty popular when i was a kid still um Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on saturday morning tv so it took me back
1: Mm -hmm. that is exactly it i couldn't put my finger on it
2: schoolhouse rock
1: love schoolhouse rock
0: i'm just a boo (laughs) (laughs) That one in Conjunction Junction, anybody our age, you can start yes. you can start that and I mean it just brings a smile to people's face.
2: Yes. So uh on Twitter, Advent Calendar House Podcast. Did you guys see their comment on Twitter about this special? uh uh-uh. They said, Have fun charting the insane train route that they have to take to the North Pole. Deport... <laughs> Departing, presumably, the town that claims to be Frosty's hometown, Armonk, New York, to Saskatchewan, to Hudson Bay, to Nome, Alaska, the Klondike, and then the Aurora Borealis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was one expensive train trip right there.
2: I think I, I think if I, I knew Santa was at the North Pole, I may have put some money on the credit cards to pay him. <laughs> I had to go visit him. What do you mean if... <laughs> 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 i just since, don't San, since santa exists
1: <laughs> i just don't understand
2: i don't understand why i'm not at a train station right now buying a ticket to the north pole i
0: don't either anthony i really
2: don't <laughs> next week listeners i'll be broadcasting live from santa's workshop what did I you think of high santa high. in this one i know he wasn't in it long but what did you think of him i liked him
1: yeah he was a solid animated santa I had no problems. The red was nice and vibrant. I loved that.
0: And Mm -hmm. you have that, what Anthony talked about several times on the podcast, this like stern, harsh Santa with this loving, kind Santa as one, you know, Yeah. Um, you see his compassion and for Frosty and the other kids. But then when he tells, uh, when he tells professional hinkle now you go home and write i'm sorry for what i did to frosty a hundred zillion times and then maybe just maybe mind you you'll find something in your stocking tomorrow so even when he's getting onto this guy for being bad he's giving him some hope
2: oh yeah ex- yeah exactly that's a perfect example he still has a soft spot for the naughty kids he wants to help them
1: <laughs> <laughs> push over santa it's always my favorite
2: Santa has to be a pushover. I think yeah, I would is. dislike Santa a little bit more if he actually doled out cold every naughty kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too.
2: Although I mean
0: bringing it up again, going back to Christmas chronicles, that was a great that was a great scene.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, talk about favorite scenes real quick. I really liked the traffic cop.
1: <laughs>
2: I loved watching. the traffic cop. I did too.
1: He was so much more Irish in the first one. Yeah. kind of missed the accent a little bit in the second one. I was like, oh, he's not Irish anymore. Not really.
2: But I just loved his conversation with Frosty. (laughs) Like he's being (laughs) – Frosty just doesn't understand what he's saying. He's like, what's the matter? Didn't you see the traffic light? What's the traffic light up there in that (laughs) land? what's the lamppost you want a ticket wise guy i'd love one to the north pole please (laughs) (laughs) which is very buddy the elf too like yeah much yeah it's
1: a christmas gram i want one (laughs) yeah it was i liked that and then the whistling at that part was funny to me too i liked that where he swallows the whistle (laughs) because he's so shy
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love when they're marching through town in general, and just get these shots of all the villagers. Like the one guy's haircut gets messed up, and like they're all his
1: mustache off. gets shaved off. That made me laugh. <laughs> I really liked that part. <laughs> his big, beautiful, bushy mustache. I would have been bummed if I was him. You know that's time. <laughs> and I, I really also liked like the that woman
0: part. with the mirror. I read that on IMDb. Um, I went back and watched it. The woman with the hand mirror, she sees Frosty in the mirror before he goes by.
2: <laughs> you know what else I like about Frosty as a character though? He's just as bemused by his existence as like anyone else is. He's like, women can <laughs> talk. <laughs>
0: when he uh, I loved his first thing when he says, Happy birthday. Hey, I said my first words, but a snowman can't talk Yeah, and, we're, and then he goes on to say all right come on now what's the joke could i could i really be alive <laughs> i mean we have we have a, a newly uh sentient snowman who is already experiencing an existential
2: crisis <laughs> <laughs> He's really funny, though. Like, when it starts getting warm, he says, phew, if I stay here much longer, I'll really make a splash in this world."
0: (laughs) Uh, I see what he did there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I actually really like the opening narration, where he's talking about the first snow of the season, and as any child can tell you, there's a certain magic that comes at the very first snow, especially when it falls on the day before Christmas, for when the first snow is also a Christmas snow... Well, something wonderful is bound to happen.
0: Now I can't speak to the Christmas snow, but I can tell you, having had our first snow recently and seeing it through the eyes of my child, it is wonderful.
1: Seeing it I through my imagine. own eyes, it was wonderful.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the first, the first time. Like, do you remember the first time when when uh, uh, Hannah began to like? Oh yeah. We well, she began we to understand.
1: Th- like yeah, yeah, we got a ton of snow that year when she finally was old enough to get it, and that was so cool. Especially coming from people who aren't used to snow, like Tom and I, you know, it hasn't gotten old to us because we haven't experienced it. Do you much. remember
0: that one time it snowed when we were kids?
1: Oh, that one time, and they called a fire drill so we could all go outside and play in the flurries at school. Oh no, at the that time?
0: That, no, when we were like younger than that, uh, but I do remember that it. Too. But the it was one,
1: snowman enough. It was enough to make a snowman, wasn't it?
0: It was well, sort of. My grandfather took a basketball and put it in the, like covered it with water and put it in the freezer so that we would have a big enough base.
1: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we that's a still, good
0: idea. We scraped our yard and our, our neighbor's yard to get a snowman off to see if I can, <laughs> when I'm in Houston, I'll get a picture of me with my my basketball snowman and post it for you guys.
1: That's a great idea. You have to. to definitely yeah. do that.
2: And on that snow theme, Santa picks that up towards the end of the special when Karen is crying about Frosty being gone and it's too late because he's melted. Santa says, too late? Why nonsense? Oh, don't cry, Karen. Frosty's not gone for good. You see, he was made out of Christmas snow and Christmas snow can never disappear completely. Oh, yes, sometimes it goes away for almost a year at a time and takes the form of spring and summer rain. But you can bet your boots that when a good jolly December wind kisses it, it will turn into Christmas snow all over again. I like that. So, does this movie pass the Linus test? No. You professor, don't think the nope. professor has a moment? No, his whole thing is he just, the,
0: the whole reason he's excited is he wants a new hat from Santa.
2: Mm, that's true.
0: Mm, kind of like,
1: um...
0: He's still Turbo pushing. Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't see a Linus moment because most of the characters didn't need it.
1: hmm right. That's true. That's true.
0: So why don't we rank this puppy then? All right. I will kick us off, guys. And I'm going to give it a 9.25. Ooh.
2: Ooh. I'm going to give it a 9.5. I'm scoring it higher than Rudolph. I did too.
1: Dude. I'm going to go with an 8.75.
0: So that has us at Mm 9.166. Which puts it at? Number three on that list. Right. But on our TV list, it's number three behind the grinch the original grinch cartoon charlie brown and then this one it is our highest rated rank and bass it deserves it which i find I, it deserve- inter- I find it interesting that rank and bass is, is most well known mm. for their claymation and uh claymation didn't top our list of their films
2: yeah right so i, w- I will say because Rankin bass isn't a thing in england right so yeah. when I went over there I, and lived over there, I showed all the Rankin-Bass ones to my close friends. And this one was the most easily accessible that they seemed to enjoy the most. They couldn't get over the puppety eyes whenever they went crazy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like I watched Ru- Rudolph earlier when the coach sees Rudolph's nose for the first time and his eyes just bug out <laughs> and start spinning. It just sounded creepy. So uh,
1: I wish this was a video feed <laughs> for just a second when Tom did that, just now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what it We're looks gonna... like, only I can't, get my, I can't get my pupil to go to the back of my head and come out the other way. <laughs> <side. laughs> I, I am sorry that I didn't like Frosty's Winter Wonderland as much, but I did love the narration.
1: Oh, so, Andy Griffith?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off before we really get into it with a okay. synopsis of the sequel, Tom? Frosty makes good on the promise he had
0: made the young children at the end of the first special and returns to town when winter rolls around again. However, when the kids realize how lonely the snowman is the rest of the year, they decide to make him a wife. Meanwhile, Jack Frost, jealous of the attention and love that Frosty gets from the school kids, sets out to steal his hat so they'll love him more.
2: Which, always a good plan, you know, when somebody wants to murder somebody for another person's love. But, uh... (laughs) You know, they this special has the same behind-the-scenes credits as the first one. Jackie Vernon reprises his, the role of Frosty. Oscar winner Shelley Winters played Frosty's wife, Crystal, in this one. And she was in The Diary of Anne Frank, A Patch of Blue, A Place in the Sun, The Poseidon Adventure, Lolita, Alfie, Pete's Dragon, and she played Roseanne's mother on the show Roseanne. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Andy Griffith replaces Jimmy Durant as a narrator. <coughs> because as Tom mentioned, Jimmy Duran sadly passed away uh, in between these films. And he's most known for The Andy Griffith Show, Matlock and The Face in the Crowd. Paul Freeze shows up again. As the traffic, he reprises the role of the traffic cop and he plays the villainous Jack Frost. And Dennis Day plays Parson Brown and the Snow Parson. And he starred in Rankin Bass's version of A Christmas Carol called The Stingiest Man in Town. And he had a few appearances on the Bing Crosby show, which I felt I had mention since Christmas. Right.
1: That Parson Brown is so cute animated.
2: The snow one, right? Yeah, or the he's real adorable. or the human.
1: Well either one. I I liked either Parson Brown. The snow parson and then Parson. I thought they were he's just cute.
2: He was adorable. I have, I have I issues think.
1: with the animation in this one, but I did not have an issue with him. He was precious
2: so did you guys see this one growing up or was this like a completely new one for you both?
1: This was new to me.
2: I've seen it, but it didn't mean anything to me. So I remember ABC family used to air this. So ABC family didn't air frosty cause CBS had the rights to frosty, but they used to air this one a lot. And because ABC family replays all their stuff over and over and over again, I remember this getting a lot of air times. I've seen it a lot, but to me it's not memorable. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no not at all
2: though i will say as far as Rankin Bass sequels go it's i still prefer this a lot more than uh rudolph Shiny new year <laughs>
0: <laughs> i didn't like it the cop like whereas he had a role in the last movie didn't this time he was just mm-hmm. there for some continuation it meant nothing to me
2: uh, well I was confused by the kids because the way they were talking, it sounded like they were the kids from the first one, but clearly they were. Like they're like, Frosty's gotta come back, you know, he promised he'd be back. Well, you're not the same kids. How do you know? Where that? were those
0: kids too? Right, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: I mean how do they know how do they know that this is a continuation that he he lived up to his promise? Makes no sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Like you, Tom, I did enjoy the narration. And I enjoyed
0: oh, I that they were He's just so pleasant, guys. He's just so good to hear.
1: <laughs> he is so pleasant.
2: <laughs> That's the love best that
1: guy. for Andy Griffith. I just love he's that was... guy. He's got, so, he's got the voice. He does, yeah. He has
2: a voice. And I like that they kind of, you know, they borrowed from the uh the song for this one, the Winter Wonderland song. Yeah.
1: hmm Yep, they did. I was not digging Crystal. No, at all. no, didn't do it for me. She just didn't
0: have that. She just didn't evoke the same things that Frosty did, right?
1: No, not even close. Yeah, no, not interested.
2: I found a switch. Her love was able to bring Frosty back without the hat.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Although you know they uh, they fell in love quite quickly because five minutes after she was made, she was able to bring him back with her love. <laughs>
1: The little snow babies were pretty cute.
0: I I also don't like those love conquers all stories that we hear all the time. Oh, I do. I
2: do too. Contrary to how I come across on this show, I am a sucker for a good love story.
0: (laughs) I ended up like, so for example, um, I watched recently with Ellie, we watched um, Frozen. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that the true love that, yeah, the true love that Anna needed wasn't a man, it was Elsa, was just really refreshing to me.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, that was my favorite thing about the movie right after I saw it.
0: Me too. Loved that. Which I think, you know, the whole like, oh, I'm in love with this guy throughout that throughout all of Frozen really had me annoyed the first time I watched it, but watching it yeah. again, knowing that that wasn't the outcome made me like the movie a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: See, I, I prefer the Little Mermaid where she gave up her whole life for the guy after a week of knowing him. <laughs>
1: I love the Little Mermaid. That's <laughs> one of my favorite Disney movies. It's so bad from
2: a <laughs> from a feminist perspective, perspective.
1: <laughs> but oh man, I love that
2: movie. Uh, I love it. I mean, that's Golden Age Disney. I love that movie too. I chose the it big ones for me. Have is,
1: serious issues, though.
0: The big uh, ones that stuck of of with me, <laughs> me as a kid were uh, the Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and Lion King. Those are the ones that that still are the the like you said, the Golden Age of Disney. Speaking of the Lion King trailer. I thought I was gonna cry. Legit. Really? I loved it so I,
1: much. Yeah. So I much. wasn't a huge Lion King fan growing up. No I do love are they are they legit keeping all of the Elton John music in uh-huh. Tim Rice? That Elton is Johnson. awesome. Very They're
0: happy. still crediting him with the music. So I don't know if he's done oh. something
2: new or no, sure. he is. He's writing something new with uh Beyoncé since she's oh. playing Alo. But, um, with, with Queen uh, Bay. The only song they're not keeping is Be Prepared. They're Cutting Scars number. Oh,
1: that's my favorite awesome song. Yeah, I know. I love that I song. Know.
2: I'm very disappointed. I think we need that anti-fascism right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Guys, Disney's going to make a killing next year. Between all their Marvel stuff and all their Star Wars stuff and the Lion King and Aladdin and Toy Story and Frozen, they're going to rake the money
1: in next year. Right. I and go yet they the keep disney raising park prices
2: yeah really why because uh, they can my they sister texted me today her boyfriend got her that for christmas she he's taking her away a week from now to disney parks
1: oh for... so fun good job boyfriend you said boyfriend boyfriend good job boyfriend Mm-hmm. that's a great gift It's my 15 wedding 15 year wedding anniversary coming up in January and I'm holding out a little bit hope that Marty's going to surprise me with a trip to Disney world, even though that's just, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be awesome. And we joke all the time about going on a trip with just us to Disney world in front of our kids with very clearly saying we're going to go by ourselves and you're not going to go just to see their faces because we're mean and sadistic like that. Um, But it would be totally, totally fun. I've told him before, I'm like, it's going to happen. It might not be until you're older, but daddy and I have never been to Disney World by ourselves ever. I mean, it wouldn't be a long trip. We wouldn't be there for two weeks, but like over a long weekend. Anyway, we're mean, (laughs) but I don't have as many regrets as you think I do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I have, I was surprised when I think I probably brought this up on here, but I worked with a guy who uh, he and his wife went by themselves, took their kids to their, to the kids' grandparents and then went by themselves to, to Disney World or Disneyland, whichever one's in Florida. And I was like, man, that just seems so mean, but I haven't, I haven't tried to go with a child yet. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, it's great with kids. I just think it would be a different experience without kids. I mean, it would be a different experience without kids, not better or worse. It would just be different. Right, like we'd have a different focus. Um, As somebody
2: who's been without kids, obviously. mm
1: -hmm. Me and Sarah
2: sitting there at Epcot drinking around the world, watching all those suckers carrying around strollers and diaper bags in that heat. (laughs) Like, it looks fun and the face is magical. Like, I can't wait to take my kids one day. But like, oh, and it looks like a little more stressful than it is without the kids.
1: Oh, definitely. But you know it's been more fun when we've gone as the kids have gotten older partially Mm -hmm. because the the junk you know you don't have to carry half the junk that you have right but it's a different kind of appreciation so like this time the older kids really loved eating their way around the world with me and even gabe did so they love the rides and they still get fun meeting the characters because they have the baby and gabe that get kind of excited about it too so i still get that but then i get kind of the adult Fun stuff
2: also. The meeting the characters without kids, still fun. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. enamored by Belle.
1: Yeah. Did you meet she her was, in France?
2: I did. There are, and we got that, we got the photo pass just because, you know, all the ride pictures yes. we wanted, but that was good for when we met the characters. And there yeah. are lots of good candid shots, and I just look completely in love with <laughs> Belle.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are totally worth it.
2: for unlimited pictures compared to – you spend that on, like, five ride photos.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh,
2: my gosh. That's so much money.
1: Oh, Um, it is worth every penny. That particular thing is worth every penny.
2: I would – yeah. So Universal has something similar, but don't get it at Universal. I highly recommend it because you have to buy, like – you can't buy a whole week, so you can only buy in chunks of like two or three days or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't equal out to the same type of savings, and then it only worked certain areas of the park. It was a waste of money.
1: Oh, yeah. No, let's see. Mm-hmm.
2: So like, we didn't realize ours had expired, so the pictures were uploaded onto it, but they were locked, and I had to pay to unlock some of them. Oh, that's an, Including Hogwarts. Ah! It was locked? <laughs> it was locked. That's not cool
1: yeah it's not cool man i ain't got time for that
2: speaking of time i'm going to steer us back to the show real quick and i (laughs) and i have a question for you because one of our listeners commented and i think it was in reference to the santa claus three because i'm pretty sure that's the only time we've covered jack frost on the show prior to this yeah he said this is what jack frost is to me this is what jack frost should be and I was wondering if it was just, they were talking about just aesthetic, or they view Jack Frost as an evil figure, or what. But yeah, I mean, why is he
1: always a villain? One of my know. kids said that. They're like, why is Jack Frost always the bad guy, aside from Rise of the Guardians? Why is he always the bad guy? If people hate think cold. People,
2: yeah, I was about to say, people associate it with that. the cold, dark winter.
1: I love me some cold, dark winter.
2: I, I do have to wonder, though, right? Because... We've gone over before how all these movies, they fit them together into the same universe in retrospect. Yeah. Like they've like done better planning. So how does Jack Frost and Snow- how, what's the relationship between Jack Frost and Snowmiser? Aren't they basically the same job?
1: Good. That's a good point.
2: Unless Jack Frost is mother nature's lover and Snowmiser's son. I don't know. Oh, or vice-
1: That just got interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so who is heat miser's father that's a good question satan (laughs) (laughs) see i
1: have a lot more hate for a heat miser with regard to like who's a real villain well the guy that makes it blazing hot every summer to me is the villain
0: not
2: the one that makes it snow
1: cold yeah exactly not the guy that has to do with ice and snow and
2: also, where does Frosty the Snowman fit in on the timeline? Is it post? Is it pre? I think it's pre Rudolph, right? Because Santa didn't have Rudolph on his team.
1: I oh. only had like four reindeer on his team. There were like yeah. four of them. That's it. So this has
2: this has to come in way way before Rudolph, then.
1: Do these animated ones fit into the same grand? Oh, they do. Confirmed they, that. Okay
2: there is a special they they have their own avengers-esque special called rudolph and frosty's christmas in july in which all of these characters make an appearance in that one
1: all right sounds interesting
2: fun fact for our listeners that was on originally on our schedule for this july but then we pushed it off since we hadn't talked about frosty yet this episode by the way hits a milestone for the show in general do you know what it is
1: no what's that
2: as of this episode Every little clip in our opening credits has every special they're from is uh has been covered now.
1: Hey, that's cool. I didn't know Frosty was in there.
2: It must be magic. That's the only oh, one.
1: Oh, that's Frosty. Well oh, we
2: needed to change frosty. it up then.
1: <laughs>
2: but I love I love our opening credit. <laughs> <laughs> That is
1: a good milestone. Um,
2: But if you want to talk about dislikes of this movie, you touched on it really quick earlier, Julia, before we shifted the animation animation.
1: style. Yeah. So I didn't watch a high quality version of this. I watched the one that's on YouTube. Um, So I'm going to give it a little bit of grace, but those kids' faces
0: are scary to
1: me a little bit.
0: It doesn't have the same
2: good feel as the first
0: one.
1: No, well, it's just darker too. Like it wasn't as
2: bright and colorful.
1: No, it wasn't. It was like that rusty '70s look instead of the bright and vibrant '70s look.
2: And Frosty and- himself looked off from the first. Like he didn't look as uh, jolly and happy. And I know he was depressed. He didn't have a wife, but he didn't. He didn't look the same. He was like thinner or something. I don't know. He just seemed off to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And animated Andy Griffith was a little terrifying. <laughs> His eyebrows really did برج back. <laughs> I <I'm, mm-mm. laughs> I wasn't a fan. That in the all brown suit. Nope. Not a good idea.
0: Tan suits don't work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so would you consider Jack Frost Change of Heart in the special a Linus moment or no because it was greedy. <sighs> it was still
0: self it was still like self-serving.
2: Mm-hmm. There was no altruism yeah. there. And I
0: think our Linus moment needs some level of altruism, right? Absolutely.
2: Well, right. Even once he becomes friendly with them, even when they, <laughs> he threatens, I'll keep the world in a permanent winter. Like, there's no change in his heart. He still wanted people to like him.
1: him. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So what would you rank this one?
1: I'm going to go with a 2.
2: I'm going with a 1.75. Mm, I'm going with a 5.25.
0: Really? you think this was above-average Christmas movie? A Christmas special?
2: Uh, I'll give it a five. And he just
1: likes it better than the five. snowman. Five. Oh, same as The Snowman.
2: Wait, no, wait. 5.25. I do like it better than The Snowman. But you're right, Tom. Is it a above-average Christmas special? It's not. Because five is average. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So are you regretting your decision? Are you regretting... I'm, the, I'm regretting snowman
2: my snowman decision. Mm-hmm. I'll go... I'll. Keep both at a five. I'm fine with that. See, I had to give this one a little
0: lower than The Snowman because I did like The Snowman more. So that brings us to 2.91.
2: Which puts it ch- at number seven in between The Snowman and Rudolph, Shiny New Year.
0: Yep, that seems about right. It is it is better than Rudolph's Shiny New Year.
2: <laughs> it's definitely better than Rudolph's Shiny New Year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty low bar, guys.
0: <laughs> so with these, I would watch... I'd sit down and watch Frosty again.
1: Yeah, yeah I, would, so- I would watch Frosty. If it was on, I would catch it and, and leave it.
0: Yep. But I would probably turn the channel yeah. if Frosty's Winter Wonderland came on.
2: Well, is that actually a, f- a fun fact? The other night, Black Friday, that evening, Frosty the Grinch and Santa Claus is coming, is coming to town. We're all on at the same time, just on different channels. Which one did you watch? I watched Frosty because I didn't realize the other two until like too late. Oh. But uh,
1: your comment about it being like Sophie's choice made me laugh so hard. Did I miss that? So funny. Did you miss it? Oh, it was great. It was a great moment in Anthony.
2: I asked what kind of scheduling hell this was. It's like Sophie's choice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was but, so funny.
2: But where I was going with that is the ratings. When you look at the ratings for that night. Frosty was actually the number one watched out of the three.
1: Oh, really? really?
2: Interesting. Yep.
1: That's guess, interesting.
2: So, yeah, do either of you guys have a question of the week?
0: All right, I've got two potential questions for you guys. Okay. Anywhere in the world that you could spend Christmas Day, where would it be? It has to be real, not anything in any of our our films. Or, if you didn't have to sleep between now and Christmas, what would you do with your extra couple of hours a day?
2: Oh. Watch the forty new Hallmark movies I'll never watch before <laughs> before Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are there forty
1: I, new ones? Or are you yeah. being funny?
2: Yeah, something like that, yeah.
1: Forty brand new ones?
2: Yeah. Hallmark alone.
1: Dude. I did not realize there were that many.
2: Clearly we need to get jobs at Hallmark studio since they're clearly just spending all year shooting Christmas films.
0: That also means they're probably not paying their writers very much.
2: Oh yeah, search and replace. Well, they only have one writer. and They search and replace this script every time.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just double. I just fact checked us, and it's 34 new originals on Hallmark.
1: God, it's still,
0: that's <laughs> uh, still that's more than one a day for the entire. they got a
1: du- yeah. They've got to double up on days.
0: Yep, but they did it's start. Great. They did start on November 1st airing Hallmark. Hallmark started doing Christmas movies
2: right start i mean soon. i turn
1: them on every evening and happily fall asleep in the big chair with the cozy blanket while i'm watching them and then wake up and go which one am i watching <laughs> which princess is in this one is it a prince or is it a princess i'm not
2: even gonna lie sometimes some of especially the ones that start blondes yeah i don't mean to be they, they some of them look so similar it's hard for me to keep no. track of the films.
1: yeah they do. And
2: then they cross pollinate the actors so many times. like
1: I know they really do <laughs> because for a while there, I could go off the male character, you know, like, Oh, it's that guy in this one. I know what movie I'm watching, but I can't even do that anymore because the guys start to run together. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know which guy I'm watching now.
2: And eventually, give it another five years and they're going to have a whole movie just starring full house alums. Oh, I won't watch that one.
0: Well, the, the Hallmark and Jess, the, uh, another podcast from our Christmas podcast network, they're obsessed with Lacey Shabert.
1: Oh, yeah. she's great. I enjoy hers.
0: They're, they're pretty obsessed with her, her Hallmark Christmas movies.
2: We were just talking about this, me and my family, the other day out at dinner. Like me, Sarah, and my parents, because they've been watching all the Hallmark stuff too. And, I, and uh, all four of us are in agreement the Candace Cameron Burr ones, like we prefer Lacey Schabert Shib- and Danica McKellar. Right. And uh, yep, mm-hmm. and we we prefer many of the other actresses to Candace Cameron Burr.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Candace Cameron just, Burr is
0: just not very good.
2: No, and she isn't in anything i'm sorry i think she overacts or and or just plays herself
1: yeah her hair is fabulous though
2: it's
0: extensions
1: is it they're beautiful whatever they are (laughs) right
0: here i don't know if it is or not
2: (laughs) but i i remember saying this during the kirk cameron christmas episode i'll give her i'll always give her all the credit in the world for as much Not so good thing she does. She still had enough sense to avoid her own brother's Christmas movie where he had to recast (laughs) his sister. (laughs) So
1: that was a win. I thought I'm
0: blocking that
2: one.
1: (laughs) I like the where would you spend Christmas? Not a location in a movie
0: question. Yep. All right, then I'll ask that one. Let's
1: do that one. And I've got a week to think about it, right? yes tonight okay perfect so now that we've got our question of the week we want to hear from you on what your answers would be um we are happy to answer next week but give us your feedback too we love to read it on air you can do that in a few places um if you're a facebook person you can find us on facebook at tis the podcast if you love twitter find us at tis the pod if pictures are your thing you can find us on instagram at tis the podcast and if if you are super active in the Reddit community, you can find us at r/tis the podcast. It's probably our most active place. Um, answer the question. We'd love to see what you have to say and um, and share it with all of our listeners.
0: All right. So,
2: Anthony, tell us
0: about our prize.
2: Well, let's talk about Radio City in general first. I want to talk about that show real quick and the Rockets.
1: I really enjoyed the videos you posted on our social media, by the way. Did you, wa-
2: did you watch them? Yeah. I did watch them. Yeah. The
1: toy soldier one was like, I couldn't look away.
2: So that one, I wish I could have videotaped the whole like three, four minute number. Cause that one is like was a perennial. One? No, that was the ending of that number.
1: Oh, I thought that was the thing. Like the curtains opened and they all fall over. And then that was the thing. I mean, it was fascinating. It really was. I couldn't look away.
2: Yeah, they're really, that one's like a perennial fan favorite. So this show changes every few years It they keep certain scenes. So like the Living Nativity is always at the end of the show and has been since the thing started. And that's mm-hmm. like the moment of the show, like with all the camera flashes going off, people trying to capture the moment. Yeah. Uh
1: huh.
2: And it's always so beautiful. And uh, the Toy Soldiers, though, is really, has been in from, from the beginning too. Apparently that's been the fan favorite as well. Mm -hmm. and it's just awesome
1: it is it's so it's just like yeah yeah. you imagine the core strength of those girls just be able to kick like that but to do that particular number especially if you're in the very front like that
0: when do they start rehearsing for this do you all know
2: august august
1: wow wow so high kicking
2: They. They. yeah they're incredible and it's i just can't go over how in in sync they are whole time i don't know But yeah, if anyone's ever in New York around Christmas, it's a must-see show. It's a New York tradition. It's a staple of the holidays, Radio City. And they've had the same guy playing Santa for years. Um, they He wrote a book about it, his life as Santa.
1: Wow.
2: And he's great. And so like the whole show is framed like he flies to New York for Christmas and uh, he kind of is the person in between the little dance numbers and songs and skits just kind of narrating and talking to the crowd and it's awesome
1: it's so cool i think it's well you said it's a new york tradition so i feel like tom and i having trouble connecting with it is probably a lot to do with that that it's not a so. staple here um, so that's like extra magical new york has all those special christmas things i
2: feel and- if you were here in south though you'd connect with it because i mean it's a big tourist oh, thing oh yeah, yeah oh
1: yeah no i totally would but like being removed from it yeah, it's I think it's hard to understand as an outsider, never having seen it, how awesome it is. Um, well, they do have But I thought it was cool they let you take videos. Yes. That's crazy. That surprised me.
2: Just no flash photography.
0: Well, I think I think places I think things like that are realizing that when people take video it gets other people excited and, and like you're more interested in it watching Anthony's videos than you were before, right?
1: right i know
0: it's still never been like a big thing for me but i thought it looked cooler seeing it from that perspective than just watching it on tv
1: Mm
0: it's good it's good marketing to let people do it
2: Mm -hmm. right oh well and they have like i think we should cover it one day because they have the show from a few years ago they filmed it it's on netflix
1: oh i gotta check that out
2: so it's good it's changed since then they change every year but uh the spirit's still the same a lot of it's similar Mm-hmm. It's worth it, though. Um, they, uh, yeah, just so many cool numbers. They have a Nutcracker bit, but with, like, bear toy bears in the Nutcracker outfits and the ballet uniforms. And they posted a picture of that. They have a whole bit where Santa is trying to convince this these two boys that he's real. Like, the older brother and the younger brother believes in him. And mm-hmm. uh, the Rockettes all dress as Santa. Like, he's explaining how he gets around the world. And yeah, they're all dressed as Santa. And they have them like video projected behind it so it looks like thousands of santas on stage like all in sync dancing it's awesome they go to the north pole to pick out a present for their sister it's cute it's a good family show yeah while i was there i picked up a christmas spectacular rocket soldier spinner ornament which i'm showing on skype right now on zoom oh i love that
0: That's that's cute
2: yeah so um as we announced a few weeks ago, whoever left us a review or any new subscribers to our Patreon would be entered into a contest to win it. So we are going to announce that right now.
0: All right. I've got it in random.org. And I'm going you. to do the screen share so you guys can see it as it happens. i have got Amazon, Facebook, and I put our Patreons in here so you can see we've got a decent list. And we're going to randomize. And Mark Lacks won
1: yay congratulations yay. mark
2: so mark by the time you're listening to this if you're listening to it the day we drop it you should have uh, your ornament soon in time to hang on your tree for christmas so
0: he will also be getting his card and his sticker
1: Ooh!
2: so we appreciate all of you leaving reviews for us because every review helps us to spread the christmas cheer 365 days per year so if you haven't done so yet Uh, please consider doing so wherever you get our podcast Um, it's a nice little free way you could help us out a bit so next week we are covering 2006's the nativity story which should be an interesting change of pace for us we haven't covered a religious film in a while Mm -hmm. uh, since the star probably right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this one is a lot more serious than that Mm -hmm. And uh, the week after, I'm really excited for that one because we're covering 1985's cult classic, Santa Claus the Movie.
1: And you've not seen that one, right, Tom? Nope, I started it. Extra excited.
2: Yeah. (laughs) If if ever there's a Santa story that was modeled after a superhero origin story, it's that one. (laughs) I think that I mean the same producers who did Superman the Movie did it, so it makes sense. But it does.
1: Wow.
0: It does. I don't even know how I feel about this because like I said, everything's going by really quickly. You only have 528 hours until Christmas.
2: Which is only 22 days.
1: Three weeks. Is it weird that the three weeks feels longer now than the 528 hours and the 22 days, right? Like <laughs> I mean, in the past, the weeks is always like the, oh my gosh, it's so close. But now I hear 528 hours And I get a little acclimbed because that's like not a lot of hours.
0: Yes. nothing. When you you think about everything that you have to do in those 528 hours plus sleep.
1: (laughs) That is exactly it.
0: (laughs) Nope. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. 100% Julia.
1: Me too.
2: A little bit of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Do your homework guys. And until next week, may all your winters be wonderful and frosty too. Oh, when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around Frosty, the snowman, was alive as he could be And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me village with a broomstick in his hand running here and there all around the square saying catch me if you can
1: That frosty goat. Thumpity thump
0: thump thump thumpa-tee thump thump
1: Over the hills of snow. Frosty
0: the snowman was a jolly, happy
2: soul, with a punk cup pipe and a button nose, and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman had to hurry on his way.
1: Buddy waved goodbye, saying, Don't you cry. I'll be back on Christmas Day.